Section 29 of Greece and Rome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. The World's Story, Volume 4, Greece and Rome, edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 29, Alexander the Great, 356-323 B.C. by Plutarch. Footnote, from Plutarch's Lives, corrected and translated by A. H. Clough. Copyright USA, 1876, by Little, Brown, and Company. End of footnote. Alexander was but twenty years old when his father was murdered and succeeded to a kingdom beset on all sides with great dangers and rancorous enemies for not only the barbarous nations that bordered on macedonia were impatient of being governed by any but their own native princes but philip likewise though he had been victorious over the grecians yet as the time had not been sufficient for him to complete his conquest and accustom them to his sway had simply left all things in a general disorder and confusion it seemed to the macedonians a very critical time and some would have persuaded alexander to give up all thought of retaining the grecians in subjection by force of arms and rather to apply himself to win back by gentle means the alliance of the tribes who were designing revolt and try the effect of indulgence in arresting the first motions towards revolution but he rejected this counsel as weak and timorous and looked upon it to be more prudent to secure himself by resolution and magnanimity than by seeming to truckle to any to encourage all to trample on him in pursuit of this opinion he reduced the barbarians to tranquillity and put an end to all fear of war from them by a rapid expedition into their country as far as the river danube where he gave sirmius king of the Tribalians, an entire overthrow and hearing the thebans were in revolt and the athenians in correspondence with them he immediately marched through the pass of thermopylae saying that to desmothenes who had called him a child while he was in illyria and in the country of the Tribalians, and a youth when he was in thessaly he would appear a man before the walls of athens when he came to thebes to show how willing he was to accept of their repentance for what was past he only demanded of them phoenix and prothites the authors of the rebellion and proclaimed a general pardon to those who would come over him but when the thebians merely retorted by demanding philotas and anipater to be delivered into their hands and by a proclamation on their part invited all who would assert the liberty of greece to come over to them he presently applied himself to make them feel the last extremities of war the thebans indeed defended themselves with a zeal of and courage beyond their strength being much outnumbered by their enemies but when the macedonian garrison sallied out upon them from the citadel they were so hemmed in on all sides that the greater part of them fell in the battle the city itself being taken by storm was sacked and razed alexander's hope being that so severe an example might terrify the rest of greece into obedience and also in order to gratify the hostility of his confederates the phocians and pleiadians so that except the priests and some few who had heretofore been the friends and connections of the macedonians the family of the poet pindar and those who were known to have opposed the public vote for the war all the rest 
to the number of thirty thousand were publicly sold for slaves and it is computed that upwards of six thousand were put to the sword among the other calamities that befell the city it happened that some thracian soldiers having broken into the house of a matron of high character and repute named timoclea their captain asked her if she knew of any money concealed to which she readily answered she did and bade him follow her into the garden where she showed him a well into which she told him upon the taking of the city she had thrown what she had of most value the greedy thracian presently stooping down to view the place where he thought the treasure lay she came behind him and pushed him into the well and then flung great stones in upon him till she had killed him after which when the soldiers led her away bound to alexander her very mien and gait showed her to be a woman of dignity and of a mind no less elevated not betraying the least sign of fear or astonishment and when the king asked her who she was i am she said the sister of thagnes who fought the battle of Cheronia with your father philip and fell there in command for the liberty of greece alexander was so surprised both at what she had done and what she said that he could not choose but give her and her children their freedom to go whither they pleased after this he received the athenians into favor although they had shown themselves so much concerned at the calamity of thebes that out of sorrow they omitted the celebration of the mysteries and entertained those who escaped with all possible humanity whether it were like the lion that his passion was now satisfied or that after an example of extreme cruelty he had a mind to appear merciful it happened well for the athenians for he not only forgave them all past offences but bade them to look to their affairs with vigilance remembering that if he should miscarry they were likely to be the arbiters of greece certain it is too that in after time he often repented of his severity to the thebans and his remorse had such influence on his temper as to make him ever after less rigorous to all others he imputed also the murder of cletus which he committed in his wine and the unwillingness of the macedonians to follow him against the indians by which his enterprise and glory was left imperfect to the wrath and vengeance of bacchus the protector of thebes and it was observed that whatsoever or any theban who had the good fortune to survive this victory asked of him he was sure to grant without the least difficulty soon after the grecians being assembled at the isthmus declared their resolution of joining with alexander in the war against the persians and proclaimed him their general while he stayed here many public ministers and philosophers came from all parts to visit him and congratulated him on his election but contrary to his expectation diogenes of sinope who then was living at corinth thought so little of him that instead of coming to compliment him he never so much as stirred out of the suburb called the cranium where alexander found him lying along in the sun when he saw so much company near him he raised himself a little and vouchsafed to look upon alexander and when he kindly asked him whether he wanted anything yes he said i would have you stand from between me and the sun alexander was so struck at this answer and surprised at the greatness of the man who had taken so little notice of him that as he went away he told his followers who were laughing at the moroseness of the philosopher that if he were not alexander he would choose to be diogenes then he went to delphi 
to consult apollo concerning the success of the war he had undertaken and happening to come on one of the forbidden days when it was esteemed improper to give any answers from the oracle he sent messengers to desire the priestess to do her office and when she refused on the plea of a law to the contrary he went up himself and began to draw her by force into the temple until tired and overcome with his importunity my son she said thou art invincible alexander taking hold of what she spoke declared he had received such an answer as he wished for and that it was needless to consult the god any further End of section 29. This recording is in the public domain.